You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Bridge to You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Monique Russell, where we focus on promoting Black unity worldwide through conversations that help us understand ourselves and each other. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bridge to You podcast. So I am so excited to have this fabulous woman in the chair today, none other than Veronica Owusu. Veronica is a fearless warrior. She is an educator. She is all things energy, light, love, and understanding. And you're going to find out exactly why I say that in this conversation today. Veronica helps business owners turn their fearless stories into online courses and solutions to help their clients. And she's also known as the fearless warrior. So Veronica, I am so excited to have you here today on the Bridge to You podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Monique. (laughs) It's my pleasure. So Veronica, if you could be anywhere in the world today, right now, (laughs) where would you choose to be and why? That's an easy question. (laughs) I'll be in Ghana. Yes, in Ghana, in my homeland. I'll be right now with my mom because um, she's alone right now. My dad passed away about a year ago. And I'll, I, if I could be anywhere right now, I'd be with her oh, wow. <laughs> in Ghana. Yes. I can totally <laughs> understand your homeland. Your homeland is basically the connection point for everything and just being together with your mom. So yes. even speaking of that, growing up in Ghana, tell me, like, what was your favorite food as a child? <laughs> So, you know, my mom is Polish, right? And my dad is Ghanaian. So I was born and raised in Ghana. In my household, we ate a mixture of dishes, right? Because my mom was Polish. So she kind of incorporated the Polish um, food into the culture, the home culture. We created this home culture of our own. And uh, so it was a mixture, but mainly Ghanaian, of course. My father was a traditionalist, like hardcore traditionalist Ashanti man with his principles with his teachings and you know he he had this very traditional way of being so um, his traditional food was staple we had to have fufu and palm soup (laughs) that was his favorite I remember every Sunday after church we would have fufu made and the traditional way meaning there's this long heavy fufu stick it's wooden and you would have to pound it the yam the the plantain (laughs) so I remember there were three of us me and my two sisters would take turns doing that I I guess that's where I got my muscles from (laughs) (laughs) that takes a long time to make (laughs) 
Oh boy, but you know, you can imagine this Polish woman, white, Caucasian, doing, you know, they're turning the food with her hands and holding the stick and pounding. I can just picture her. I see her as, you know, this, she's now Africanized, like literally. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, so you, you said, first of all, your dad was a traditionalist. Yes. And and you said now your mom's Africanized, and I just <laughs> I, I want to really like let's dive into that. Mm. As a woman who is the beautiful product of a transitionalist and an Africanized mom, <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the be beliefs or you know um, elements of being? Because I think tra mm. the traditionalist form is kind of you know, really structured. Um, and then for, for your mom being an, um, open to being Africanized, it has that <laughs> mindset of, okay, I'm open to trying everything or anything. Yeah. So what was yeah. that like for you? What did you experience? Yes. So, you know, in the Ashanti tribe, community is very important. Um, my father was born into a large family. And when somebody passes away, the next person becomes head of family. So when it was my dad's turn to become head of family, when he was still up and active, you know, he would travel very often once a month, once a month to Kumase, um, make sure that the cocoa farm was, because they had a cocoa farm in Kumase, and uh, making sure that everybody was, you know, doing the right thing, was doing their job, was, you know, taking responsibility and organizing everybody. And also the community of when there was a problem or there was an issue, they would always come to my dad and, you know, ask for guidance, ask for help, ask for inspiration. And he was a very peaceful man, a very peaceful person. I remember very godly in, in many ways. And he'd always encourage that peaceful approach, that kind of solving the problem in a very constructive way. I remember that. So community has been very important for me, creating that tightly knit, supportive tribe of people that experience similar things, have similar issues, have similar problems, but they support each other to grow and thrive within that because they share similar values as well. So that was something that was very important and that I grew up with. Mm. <laughs> Your dad sounds like uh, an amazing man to learn from, Veronica. Mm. I mean, just the shared values, the whole community aspect. I mean, the Ashanti tribe. I, I'm learning from you here today, um, you know, but I, I really like this approach of problem solving from a community driven aspect. And I know you have been an educator for a very, very long time and you bring this energy into your, your business, into your clients. And I, I think when we look at sometimes the other models of teaching, sometimes we can see the versions where um, it's like that non-collectivist approach, you know, mm -hmm. it's the, I am, I am the expert and, and I'm going to teach you and mm -hmm. you're going to do it. But now experiential learning is everything. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. basically what I'm hearing is it's already in your DNA. Um, <laughs> the Ashanti tribe is it's yeah. in your DNA to, to engage in this type of um, collectivist mm. thinking. Absolutely. You know, I followed my mom's footsteps and became a teacher. Oh. Uh, so, yes. So and as an educator as well. So when I traveled to Poland to do my master's degree, I, cho I chose pedagogy for early learners. Like my mom, I remember sitting in the classroom at the age of 16. I'd finished my lessons earlier. So I went into her classroom. She taught in the same school. Imagine going to the same school your mom teaches. <laughs> well, you oh, know what? I did that too. Did we have something in common. <laughs> 
Oh, so having having a situation where you know you go to the same school your mom teaches is quite a very stressful situation. But uh, I remember sitting in her classroom, and she was she had these thirty kids of like five six year olds. They were all so quiet, all looking at her and in awe, listening attentively as she told this story. And she held the book. She sat on the little chair. She held this. She held this book and she read the story. They 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 listened. They they took part. They wrote. You know, they raised their hands up. They were asked questions. They answered. They interacted. And I was like, wow. This is amazing how one human being can inspire a whole collective of children and, and, and interact with them and, and educate them and teach them. So I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to also inspire and impact others. So that's my first kind of journey into inspiration and empowerment. So fast forward. Um, so I became a teacher in Poland. It was a great experience. I learned a lot and it, it was a very core principle of creating courses, creating lesson plans, building programs. This was part of what I did, apart from sitting in the staff room and drinking coffee and meeting parents and so on and so <laughs> forth. So the word education was a big part of my life. But when I became a coach, it changed slightly because was it about educating? No, it was more about evoking. So it wasn't education, it was evocation, if there's such a word. And I find that much more powerful. We do that in with the children. We elicit, you know, we bring out the best, you know, we, we allow them to learn through play, through experiences. These project-based learning now is very popular and so forth. So um, with coaching and what I do, I evoke the fearless warrior within you. I call them forth, bringing them forth so that she shall do what she was brought and, you know, created to do. And we have this fearless warrior caged. I remember um, when I met my fearless warrior, it was about nine years ago. And I was standing, I was standing in the front of a pawnbroker's shop as I had to sell my precious belongings. Two of our companies had been declared bankrupt. This was rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And as I stood in front of that pawnbroker's shop in front of the, you know, the cashier, I was holding my precious belongings in one hand and as I was about to say, you know, what I was about to say, I felt this lump, this thick lump in my throat. I could not utter the words, Monique, because I knew what I was about to say was going to change, was going to change the course of my life. It was going to, it was going to, you know, really create something that I'd never really experienced because it was in that very moment that I heard her, I heard her say, Veronica, is this the kind of life you want to live? Are these the kind of choices you want to be making? Is this how you want to be an example or a model to your kids? I didn't have kids then. This was very long ago. And the answer was a hell no. I didn't want that. So the question was, so Veronica, what do you want? What do you want? And it was in that moment I had to, Monique, take responsibility. Like take responsibility for everything that had ever happened to me. Stop the blaming, whose fault it was, who back backstabbed us, who didn't do the right thing, whatever. Me taking the back seat because I thought maybe I wasn't smart enough, you know, let the guys handle this as I take the back seat. It was all I had to take, I had to own it. And, you know, it was in that moment that I heard her. She had been caged by, caged by, in, in bars that were made out of false beliefs, false stories, limiting beliefs, crippling ideas of who I was and who I wasn't, who I should or shouldn't be. 
those were her, those are the bars of her cage and and who just just to clarify so who was this person that was caged yes so for, that was... for, for our listeners you know yes. like when you, when you met this warrior who yes. who was this woman how <sighs> did you discover her i call her safwa safwa is my ghanaian name and it was given to me by my father. You see the connection. My father has played a very big role in yes. who I am today. He gave me the name Safwa after his um, youngest sister who passed away before him, of course. And Safwa, Monique, means key. So I have the master key <laughs> to unlocking potential. Wow. So I had to create this identity, this new identity, and it created us and align with it. And this is who she was, that fearless warrior who had a mission. I was always about inspiring, always having an impact. I lost my way somewhere along the line, you know, going into business, following other, per, other people's dreams and expectations of what should or shouldn't be and all these things. And I kind of lost track of that. And uh, as you know, coaching is kind of a branch of teaching and educating and, you know, it, it impact all those things. So I, I found my way. Fast forward as I finally, you know, uh, I say co coaching found me because I did immerse myself into personal development. I did immerse myself into, you know, who I was, what that meant, and really planting new seeds. And it's funny, that very week after being at the pawnbroker shop, I stumbled upon this audiobook by um, Donald N. Walsh. He wrote the book, Conversations with God. Nothing religious, ironically enough, but this book had questions that I also had. And it gave me insight on the belief system. It gave me insight on what, um, you know, the subconscious really meant and about how the paradigm works. And I was like, wow, had I created my life? Was this, was this my creation? I was like, well, if I had created that rut I had fallen into, then surely I could recreate something more powerful. The question oh. was how? And as I immersed myself, I was like, I need to find out how. And so I immersed myself into the readings of, you know, the, the, the philosophers from Socrates and Decrates and, uh, and, and Napoleon Hill, Truman Stone and James Allen. I just, I didn't know what I was doing then. Oh, but looking back in time, I knew I was reprogramming, replanting, sowing new seeds. So, yeah, long I, story. <laughs> no, it is a great story. I love it so much, Veronica, because... I feel like our listeners who who are hearing this right now, they can identify with mm -hmm. what you, you know, have, fe have felt and what you were feeling. And I want to really kind of pick apart a little bit for those who may have not found their safwa, you know, mm -hmm. I, 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 I want to know, like, what was that defining moment for you? Because you talked about identity and I think it's so important that yeah. you connected your, with that, um, yeah. what your father named you. When was it that, yeah. that you stepped into fully into that identity and embracing who you were? Right. Um, and then what did it look like? What were some of the things that it looked like before you embraced Safwa? Mm. That's a lot of questions in one, but let me take, let me break it down. So the very moment when we had lost everything, like literally Monique, everything. And I was standing in that pawnbroker's shop. Let me break it down. I was selling my wedding ring. Okay. It was that bad. And that was all that was pretty much left. We'd sold the cars, we'd sold everything to pay off the debts and just, you know, 
So the question was, if everything that I had ever identified myself with now ceased to exist, then what is left of me? Then who am I? That was like when the drop, <laughs> the, the coin dropped. Because really, you, you have nothing. You lose. And that's why many people lose your confidence. They kind of fall into this spiral downward movement and depression because they've lost a lot. And if you identify yourself with all those things and they cease to exist, then what is left of you? If you believe nothing is left of you, then you're down for a big crash. There must be more, you know, and that is where I, I luckily stumbled upon that book. I think that was, you say, when was that very moment? Like by divine destiny, I stumbled literally. I wasn't planning reading anything. I'd never really read about these things in the past, but I found that book some, for some strange reason. I listened to it. I listened to it when I was going to, you know, in the tram, when I was going on the bus, when I was in the walking, when I was jogging, I had my earphones and I would listen, I would listen, I would listen. And I just found it so insightful. And every time I listened, I would share. I'd call my mom. You know what I read today? I'd call my sister. They were the only people that would listen to me. And sometimes they're like, oh, not again. Veronica, <laughs> do you believe in God? Really? I mean, what are you saying? Because right? I was talking about the mind, the universe, and all those things, you know, the law of attraction, the law of vibration, all these things. I was really like on fire with this. I found it so fascinating. So when did that moment happen, Monique? I think there were drops. There wasn't one specific moment. The question on what was left after everything else that I identified myself with ceased to exist was kind of that breaking point moment where I had to discover who really I was, right? So much more than just the label of being a business owner. Because when you're bankrupt, you have no business. Then you are, are you a business owner? No. <laughs> um, this person who has, you know, the cars and who has this and who has that, you don't have the cars. So what's left <laughs> kind of thing. So who are you? If you can answer that question, who are you? And I learned that, that I am creative energy. And energy is creative. When I learned the principles of the universe, the principles of the mind, that the mind is full of thoughts and thoughts are just vibrational energy flowing through your mind, flowing through your bodies and energy. And that that doesn't identify who we are. We can choose what we focus on. We can choose what we dwell on. We can choose what we want to pay attention to and give energy to that. So when I realized and learned these principles that, you know, I'm, I'm a vibrational being, you know, the skin is just a collection of molecules and the molecules have the atoms and within each atom is a nucleus, which is pure energy. Then, whoa, I'm vibrating. I literally. <laughs> so that idea just sparked me up because that means I could recreate and asking myself that question what I wanted to create in my life I knew I always wanted to inspire that day when I saw my mom I was like I want to do that I wasn't quite sure it was going to look the same way I thought it was going to look the same way through teaching right but then I wanted so much more I felt like I, I could I could impact more and do it my way because in the educational system the government plays a lot of roles into into how things are done you, you don't have that freedom that much it's pretty much influenced by the government and the policies and regulations. So um, I hope I answered your question. It didn't, it happened in a series of time. And yeah. after I, I was still in Poland and as I was planting those seeds, my marriage was on the rocks by then, but I was already changing my mindset and not everybody liked that. Not everybody liked that. Not everybody appreciated that new mindset, that new Veronica, that Safua that was kind of creeping up and showing her face sometimes here and there. and. Um, so when I moved to the UK, I again stumbled upon the Coaching Academy UK, the air training house for coaches. 
and it stumbled upon my feet. I was like, oh, you're speaking my language, you know, belief system, come and see uh-huh. how to go, goal, goal setting. Well, let me go and see what that is. I went for the two-day workshop. I was like, this is what I've been reading for the past three, four years. Like, this is it. Wow. There, there's a way of packaging it. There's a way of packaging those skills and creating this toolbox so that you can actually help somebody in a structured way because there is a structured way of coaching. I was like, wow. But then I was broke. I didn't have the money to invest. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, Veronica, ah, we're getting the money from then. So a few months passed. And you know what? Then I was working at, um, in a small school that I first, the first job I got in the UK after moving to Ponyo, I found this job in a school. And I was just working there a few hours. And I was like, oh, no, I need to do something. This is, my marriage was pretty much broken. Um, I couldn't really move away because I wasn't financially independent oh gosh and when with women we have to you have to create your financial freedom because you you feel stuck right so I I had to create this plan and I had to be free financially as well so I said you know what there was only a few pounds left after the end of the month after I had paid for all my bills just a few pounds left I was like I'm gonna use that little but what's left to pay in installments because I need to make that decision I need to make that investment for myself and luckily they agreed for the installments and my last money after, after every month, I, I just, I just gave it. I was like, there's more to come, Veronica. There's more to come. Just, just, just give it away. That doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you know, you know, away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more to just give. There's more to come. And surely enough, Monique, after I certified as a coach, what next? <laughs> okay. So who am I coaching? And that's another story. <laughs> mm. You know, I, I really love this because there's so many lessons that I'm hearing in here. Um, first, you know, when you talked about the listening, just listening a lot to the audio book of, you know, just over and over and over. And when you were reprogramming your mind. And I think that sometimes when you feel like you are in that rock bottom place, you may not know what to do or where to begin. But for you, what I am hearing is that you learned and not only did you not not only did you listen, but you shared it. So you were sharing it with people that were close to you. Um, yes. You know, just that teacher in you, that educator yes, in you was just jumping it. out yeah, no matter what. <laughs> so Yes, I'm, I'm talking to my sisters like, Veronica, why are you shouting? I'm like, I'm not shouting. It's just how, how I talk. Because, <laughs> you know, with the kids, you have this raised voice. Anyway. <laughs> so I, 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 I want to go back to when you were talking about the molecules at the molecular level, because I feel that is so important in terms of understanding our beliefs and not really limiting ourselves. Um, by societal standards. So when you talked about like down to, you know, the cellular level and the molecular level, and you were not just your skin, you were just energy. Can you just talk just a little bit about what that means for someone Mm. that like, it's brand new? Like, what is she talking about? Energy? What? I'm looking at my skin. It ain't energy. (laughs) Yes, but it's matter. And that's where it all starts. Mm. It's matter. If you can understand the concept that everything that you see is made up of matter, then a little bit of going back to high school, a little bit of chemistry or science, you know that matter. What is matter made of? What is it made of? Molecules first. Imagine something hard. The molecules are tightly, you know, they're, they're tight together, so they're really fixed. But within that molecule is 
the atom and within that atom is the energy. So look at the chair, the microphone that you're speaking into, the laptop, the, the, the chair, the every single thing that you look is made out of matter and matter is made up of molecules. So we are all made up of energy. Everything you see is energy. That's it, it's energy. Whatever you see is energy and energy is vibrational, it vibrates. So when you have a thought in your mind, what is it? What is it? It's energy flowing through your body, flowing through your mind, your brain. There is a, there's a connection between neural paths and there's a spark that sends one message to the, it's all energy. So once you appreciate the fact that really we are not our thoughts, you are not the thoughts that you, you have in your mind. We can fall into the trap of thinking that if I feel I'm, I'm this way, if I think this way, then that's what it is. No, that's not what it is. You have a choice to focus on those thoughts or not, or recreate something else that's going to serve you better. So we are all vibrational. What does that mean? Look at, the, look at money, for example. Let's look at money. Money is matter, is it not? Yes. <laughs> yes. Does it have a vibrational frequency? Because it's matter? Yes. If you look at the, the, the structure of things, yeah. Money is also vibrational. So if you have thoughts of money is the source or the root of all evil, money doesn't grow on trees, it's hard to get. Um, if you have too much money, you're going to change into somebody who is, you know, uh, greedy. That's a low vibration. So if money has this vibration on this level and you are having this thought process about money, which is low and down and negative, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. You have to raise your vibrational meaning, raise your thought process. What do you think about money? Money is a tool that can allow me to leverage my impact. Uh, money doesn't uh, master me. I master it. It serves me. I don't serve it, you know, all these things and money is abundant, money is everywhere. It's everywhere, you know, all these thoughts. And then they align with your purpose. They align with the actions you do take, right? They're more directed, they're more strategic, they're more aligned, they're more in flow as you don't fear money or are not embarrassed by it. So you raise your vibration, you notice that the actions you're taking are bringing in more results because you're getting to serve more people and then you're getting more money. You wonder, oh, I'm making more money all of a sudden. <laughs> money is coming to me, money is everywhere. That's because you have raised your vibration. You've made peace. You've made peace. What, what would you say to those that, because I know especially like I grew up in the islands yeah. and my father is from Nigeria and, you know, oh. um, definitely sometimes those beliefs that you mentioned like money doesn't grow on trees and you know yeah. those type of beliefs are sometimes very common in mm -hmm. the um, communities so for those who aren't able to uh, activate that level of, of vibration where they're not mm -hmm. activating it right now um, mm -hmm. where where would you tell them to start or how would you guide them to begin to align to that type of frequency mm -hmm. Well, first of all, asking yourself, so what is the purpose of money in my life? Asking yourself the right questions and really finding the answers. What is the purpose of me? Am I pursuing money? Am I pursuing impact? Am I pursuing what to be famous? What am I pursuing? So when you answer the question, so if I want to, you know, have that financial freedom we speak about, okay, so why is that important to me? 
because it will allow me to have a greater impact. It will allow me to make better choices or allow me to make choices that can um, leverage and impact millions. I can use it as a tool. That's why it's important to me because, well, without it, it's going to limit me, my possibilities in the materialistic world, the 3D world we live in. We do live in a 3D world. So it does have a purpose. So identifying why it's important for me. Why is it important for you to have that financial freedom? And when you identify your why, right, then you see the reasons for pursuing this dream of yours, pursuing that freedom makes more sense. So you make peace with the purpose, you make peace with yourself and you make it okay to pursue that success and to pursue your dreams and to pursue your freedom that you wanna create for yourself and those around you. So ask the right questions, ask the right questions, ask deeper questions and connect ask to, deeper questions. to why. This has been so amazing. I mean, I feel like you you have taken us to class, really. Like you, <laughs> we've gone to Veronica's school. <laughs> and it's, we've it's learned. Called, it's called the Warrior, the Woman on Fire Warrior Academy. So <laughs> that's, woman, that's actually, look here, and you have definitely put us through the fire today. Like seriously. <laughs> from connecting to your identity, to activating the safwa, to really like reprogramming your mind, taking those active steps, sharing with others the things that you're learning. So it's even cemented and then choosing, I love this, like choosing the thoughts that work for you. You know, if there are thoughts mm -hmm. that are um, limiting or they may be holding you back or you may feel like because of your skin color or your culture or your um, nationality or your heritage, you can choose a different story so yes. that it allows you to work for you. So I like that. And that you mentioned the Donald Walsh book. So I'll definitely yes. be yes. looking that up. So Veronica, before we begin to close, just kind of tell us um, a little bit more about what you do, who you serve. So you only work with women? <laughs> no, I don't only work with women. I work with both um, sexes, male and female. Um, I, but I specifically created the Woman on Fire Warrior Academy, where we create our, I call, I call it weapons. I call it our weapons that come in the form of online programs, online courses, because I'm bringing the teacher version of me into the coaching. And I've mixed it up into this cocktail <laughs> of a program where we create impact programs that will serve your tribe more powerfully with more focus with more clarity and with more impact the reason why we do not show up Monique is not because we lack the confidence if you remember anything remember this confidence is not your problem confidence is not the problem it's simply a result of a deeper underlining issue if you had focus on exactly who you're serving, if you had focus on who you are as a person, if you had clarity on the solutions that you're offering from A to B, if you had all that, you'd have the confidence to show up. If you had clarity on the purpose and the why, there'll be no excuse of I'm too shy, I'm not visible, who do I know? No, because you on purpose, you have clarity and you have focus on exactly why you have called forth your warrior to serve. So um, yeah. What was I saying? I love I, get... it. I know you get so passionate. I can feel your yeah. energy. You know, you feel, feel the whole energy jumping through. Um, so for, for those who Yeah, are... so who do I serve? Yeah, who do I yeah. help? That was a crash. <laughs> so I help passionate. They have to be passionate. Passionate service-based business owners who want to make a difference in the world. 
So they come in the form of coaches that are uprising and upcoming. They come in the form of consultants. They come in the form of business owners that want to make a difference with your services. They come in the form of animators. I'm working with this animation coach and I help them unleash their fearless warrior because they are, they are on a mission, but they need your tools in the form of these programs, in the form of these frameworks, in the form of the methodology that they're going to use to serve their tribe more powerfully. So service-based business owners that are passionate and want to make a real difference in the world. Mm -hmm. But lack that it. focus. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. There's so <laughs> many coaches out there, Veronica, that I will say, um, and I and we were talking about this the other day, that they're good at what they do, but they haven't done the work like you have done the work. They mm -hmm. haven't gone in and they haven't really like uncovered their safwa and uncovered mm -hmm their warrior within even though the tactics on the on the front end are visible um sometimes people can go in the program and they come out feeling just you know worse than they went in or worse than they started <laughs> devalued I've, I've spoken to several several people who have had those experiences so wow. i feel <laughs> like you know anyone that is listening right now you have to make sure that you're connecting with someone that has done the, their work and Veronica, you've showed us, you've taken us through your mm -hmm. own journey of discovery, reconnecting to your um, identity, embracing it, showing it fall out. And every time I see you on social media, I'm like, <laughs> because your energy is infectious and I love your dancing and everything. So for um, anyone that wants to find you or connect mm -hmm. with you, where should they go? So my second home is LinkedIn. <laughs> my second home is LinkedIn. So Veronica Osu, just search me and I'm there. But I'm also on my website. That's my other home, <laughs> vpowercoaching.com. Because as you know, Monique, I'm also known as V Power Coach because V is as the Veronica. Power as in she has to step into her power. So vpowercoaching.com, that's where you can also get more information about this fearless uh, warrior formula that I have created. It's a story of my life and my, the journey I've been through, and I've packaged that into a program and how to unleash your fearless warrior and serve more powerfully than ever before. So yes, that, that's, those are the two main areas that you can find me on. So thank you so much, Veronica. You have definitely helped us start at the beginning, understanding our DNA at the cellular level and starting from the molecule. So <laughs> thank you for being a guest on the Bridge to You podcast. I am your host, Monique Russell. And until next time, be well. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, or on my website. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to You podcast visit clairecommunicationsolutions.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, Monique Russell, or Instagram at clearcommunicationcoach. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.